Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and What's going on, Division Three wrestling fans? Exciting times in Division Three wrestling. A season is kicking off. Guys are programs around the country get into their second week of the season. But our guest today actually is the newest Division Three head wrestling coach out at St. John Fisher. They moved pretty quick. They just announced they're bringing back their program, um, and we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, newest head coach. Um, from Coach Coach Morrison, he was out at Adrian, and now he's at St. John Fishing. So, welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, appreciate you guys having me. So, um, so let's get into it. Also, you're out in Adrian, and uh, you know, St. John Fisher is probably not around the block for you. Um, so, talk about how you learned about this position and, and how it came about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, obviously, like always, being a head coach is the goal, and. Um, you know, both me and, and my girlfriend were both from the Northeast and kind of had getting back closer to family kind of circled. And, um, ironically we were, we were golfing and she said, Hey, St. John Fisher is adding a program. Like this is a place you need to look at. Um, and then did my homework and, you know, job opened up and really just fell in love with the school and the community and, and thought this was a place definitely that I could see myself for not just being a head coach, but a long stint in my career, if not my entire career. Yeah, uh, we actually, uh, you know, before we moved to the MAC, we're in the middle Atlantic Conference now as a whole athletics part. Stevens was in the Empire 8, so we compete against St. John, oh, wow. John Fisher a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, traveling up to New York was a lot for our, uh, <laughs> for our budget. So yeah. they, they didn't have wrestling, obviously, and Empire 8 didn't sponsor wrestling. We were in the Centennial Conference with our science where you're, yeah. where you're, where you're at. But um, so – yeah, I mean, going into it, I knew right away, like, you know, they care about athletics up there. You know, they are a very competitive athletic department. They push a lot of guys through to the to the national championships in multiple different programs. Uh, men's lacrosse program, obviously, is uh, it's top notch. So, um, I mean, me and G talked about this, too. We both certainly like, hey, like this program could be good pretty quick. I mean, Rochester, you know, upstate New York, New York's a great wrestling state. So, um, talk about some other factors too, like, uh, you know, obviously you have the Northeast ties, but what other things caught your eye about, about this, about this program? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, right. Like, uh, when you look at the school, when you're on campus, it's, it was voted the number one campus in the state of New York and, and it truly is beautiful. Um, you know, it seems like in talking to coaches and being on campus, like kids really fall in love and they stay. Um, which is super important. And, you know, ultimately like as an athletic department, when I talked to, you know, Bob Ward, the athletic director and a lot of the other coaches, right. Their motto was good, smart, and talented, right. Bring in good people, you know, talented students or smart students. And then obviously talented, they talked about like, we want to win a lot. We don't apologize for being good. Um, and, you know, when you have spring sports, like last spring, I think it was women's lacrosse went to the final four men's lacrosse was in like the sweet 16, you know, baseball, softball at the national tournament, right? Like good things happen really quickly here. 
Um, and it was just, you know, it was a culmination of things. And obviously section five wrestling is super legit. Uh, I get Yanni's name thrown around a lot uh, to me <laughs> my first couple of weeks in the office. Um, but yeah, it was just all those factors together. Right. And, you know, having an administration that supports you and, and is adding wrestling for the right reasons. Um, it, it just was a no brainer decision for me. And uh, talk a little bit, um, obviously the campus, let's talk about the wrestling side of it now. Um, yeah. But how, how's the coaching staff looking? Obviously your full-time head coach. Uh, are you going to have assistant coaches, graduate assistants? And on the flip side of that too, do you got, are you guys going to have a standalone fit facility? Yeah. So uh, we're starting to build a staff. Um, you know, we're looking, obviously next year we'll start hiring assistants. Um, so it looks like we're going to have, you know, ultimately I'm going to have a certain amount of money and I can have as many or as, as few as I want. So obviously looking to build the staff around that. Um, and then from a facility standpoint, um, so, uh, the Pelicano family, um, they donated $400,000 for, for, wow. for wrestling in a wrestling facility, right? Yeah. So, that's um, nuts. you know, yeah. So in, in Michael house, which is, uh, like one of the buildings, it's literally right next to the football field and the athletics center. Um, they're going to start construction in January on a wrestling room. Um, so it's kind of like a pre-existing dance studio. So it's going to be about two mats by about a mat and a half wide. Um, so pretty big space and, um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's exciting for sure. So I'm ready to get things. I'm excited for things to get rolling in January and start to put things together. Yeah, that that's very exciting for sure. And, um, and, uh, let's, let's touch a little bit about too. Like, obviously a big push for you right now is, uh, the recruiting piece. Obviously you're trying to, to build that, that roster. Um, what's like the gap though, from when the program was dropped to now being back, is it about, is it about like 25 years or something like that? Yeah. So I think 83 uh, was okay, the last okay. year they had wrestling. Um, and we have some very passionate alumni that, that have reached out and they're fired up and they're a big part of getting things back. So yeah, it's exciting. Cool. And uh, you know, um, recruiting pitch for you, uh, obviously, you know, you're trying to build that first roster, you know, what, what are you looking for? Obviously, you know, you're trying to, you know, get numbers and, and get a, get a competitive roster as, as soon as possible, but, you know, from a coaching standpoint, what, what are you looking for right now? Yeah. I mean, so coach Shindell and I, um, we would talk about this all the time at Adrian. Um, we would say like, right, like we were in lions and Browns country. Um, and you know, there are people getting paid millions of dollars every year for the NFL draft. Right. And their only job is to get the first round. Right. And you know, lions haven't done it in God knows how long since probably Barry Sanders. Um, mm -hmm. right. So as, as coaches, it's always tough to like understand, like, which kid's going to be successful right off the bat. So, you know, for me, I just spend a lot of time and focusing on just finding kids that want to work hard, that want to do the right things, you know, that want to, you know, be successful, love the sport and want to get better and have some gas left in the tank, right? Like those kids that just want to work and bring their lunch pail every day. So that's, that's the big thing that I'm looking for and, you know, trust in, in, in myself and, you know, the eventual coaching staff's ability to develop talent. And, you know, I think in, in my time at Adrian, we were able to take some kids like, some Donald Moseses and some Michael Jacobs that, you know, maybe didn't have the, the craziest accolades coming out of high school, but wound up being, you know, pretty darn good college wrestlers by, by their senior year. Yeah, for sure. And uh, definitely interested to see kind of, kind of how these, uh, I would imagine that you guys will move to the mid East region with the rest of the New York schools. Yeah. Um, have they, have they talked to you about that at all or um, still up in the air? still up in the air, still up in the air. Haven't, haven't heard anything yet. Um, but I'm assuming, right. We're in that area with, you know, RITs, Ithaca's, Brockport. So I'm assuming we'll be in the same region as them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That cool. makes sense.
Cool. So, I mean, we'll, we'll touch a little more about St. John Fisher at the end, but let's get, let's get a little bit into your personal story. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm coaching at a school here in New Jersey and you're originally from Jersey and uh, they yeah. love rest. They love wrestling out here. Um, and, uh, you know, you didn't go too far. Uh, you went to, uh, or science. So I'll let G get into a little bit about your career. Yeah. So, um, like you said, you want to come back to the Northeast and, you know, you kind of like back in your, uh, area now. Um, so when you were wrapping up uh, school, did you always know you wanted to wrestle in college? Yeah, it was like, I, I grew up in, so both my parents are from Roselle Park, New Jersey, which is a big, big wrestling town. And um, like all my uncles wrestled. So four years old, I, I didn't have a choice, right? There was no playing basketball. So got thrown gotcha. on the wrestling mats and, and I just loved the sport. And I knew like when I went to college that I think I, maybe not like more subconsciously, I know I, I needed wrestling to graduate from college. Like I was just that type of kid, like, um, and I, and I just loved the sport and, um, I knew I wanted to compete and, you know, as we kind of went through the recruiting process, had some, had some schools, took some visits, um, and, you know, coach Rasich, man, just the, the, the salesman that he is like, I I was hooked, man. First visit. Yeah. So like, obviously I loved your sinus, but you know, I just knew from the bat that that was, you know, the type of guy I wanted to wrestle for. And, um, so it was almost a no brainer. I was, I was going to her sinus no matter what. Um, after right. talking to him. Yeah. And uh, for people I know, because uh, coach Jameson has now taken over the program. Uh, the old coach was an absolute legend of the sport. I mean, I don't even, how, how many years was he there coaching? 38. Like, yeah. 38. Like, yeah, that's. Uh, well, and the crazy thing about Bill is he wasn't even a full-time head coach. Like no. he was yeah. in a school district, like running meetings. And yeah. so it's very impressive. Like, how consistent our science was in the centennial pushing guys to nationals with his type of schedule. Yeah. I mean, he had a, like, it was funny. I remember doing observation hours at, at Springford uh, middle school and he, like he would have a second desk. Like that was his wrestling desk, like underneath his, his regular desk. And, you know, when I, I kind of figured out coaching was what I wanted to do. I was naive to the fact, like, I didn't know there were full-time coaches and full-time assistants and things like that. Cause I just assumed mm-hmm. everyone was like coach. Cause he just did so, so much with, yeah. you know, being part-time, I had no idea. Um, and you know, by the time my senior year rolled around, he was talking to me about getting grad assistant jobs. And I was like, what is that? Like, we don't, right. <laughs> right. We just have, we have a ton of coaches. We don't have anyone full-time. So I, I was really naive to it all. Um, yeah. but he was, he was a big, big push to, you know, get me into coaching and, Um, you know, really just, I I had so many good mentors kind of around the coaching side of things going all the way down from when my mom and dad coached me in, you know, little league baseball, right? Like I just, I knew like I always wanted to be a coach and, um, kind of found that it was my calling pretty early. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, uh, obviously for other people that don't know, listen to the show, he, he is, uh, now passed away. So rest in peace to an absolute, you know, great ambassador for the sport, a legend really, um, you know, like my brother said, to, for what he did for almost 40 years at your sinus, you know, it's uh, for people that don't know, it's very, it's a very, your sinus is a very nice school, but it's not the easiest school to get recruits to. Um, it's not the, it's not the cheapest. And uh, uh, it's a beautiful school. I mean, we, we wrestle in the Will Abbey tournament now every yeah. year. It's uh, uh, they, they always have great events there. The North South duels. We've been at that a few times and, your sinus is a great spot to compete at. I mean, they got those field. They, what they have one field house over there too. Yeah, big field house. Field house. Big yeah, field house. yeah. So they host a lot of stuff out of there, and uh, Coach Jamison's doing a great job, kind of building that program back up. They got some tough guys, so um, they're they're going to be rolling. They're going to be rolling for sure. As as an alum, I'm I'm super proud of what Joe's doing. I think he's going to do a heck of a job. 
Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's definitely got a lot of energy. You know, every time I talk to him and you know see him at events, you know, always just full of energy and loves the program. So it's it's good to see them uh, kind of rolling back in the same direction. And they're still in the centennial, correct, Ant? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. There, there is Centennial, which, uh, you know, we're not in anymore, but it's still, uh, you know, it's a very competitive conference. Um, right. Yeah. Washington and Lee, Muhlenberg, McDaniel. Yeah, yeah. All those yeah. schools, all those schools are getting better. Um, yeah. Tough. So, con- it's, a, it's a good wrestling conference. Gettysburg, like all those schools. So. And, and actually now all this Centennial is in the Mideast region. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, besides Washington and Lee. Washington and Lee is the only one that's still in uh, the Southeast because they're Virginia. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. And Merchant Marine Academy, I believe now is in the Northeast, but everyone else, Mideast. Is in Mideast. Okay. Which, so I guess uh, for you, you're going to see a lot of Centennial schools then for the regional seating. So, yeah. Uh, um, did, uh, I don't know if you probably just don't know because is Empire 8, they don't have like a wrestling conference per se, right? No, the only school they're wrestling in the Empire Eight right now is Austin Elmira. Um, okay. Yeah. So okay. it's uh so just the two of them right now. Gotcha. So so like there's like no conference stuff for you. I mean, you're just gonna be competing no. a lot and then regional. So for yeah. people that don't know too, conferences is kind of more of just like a pride thing for the schools and seating, regional seating purposes, but the end goal is always regional. So uh, that's cool. Um, so you kind of hit on it a little bit too, like how you wanted to get into coaching because of your old uh, college coach. Um, yeah. So whenever you were making the move, the jump, uh, talk about that next step. And you were looking at GA jobs and you do finally, you end up at uh, Heidelberg. Uh, so how'd that yeah. come about? Yeah. So um, I think that's how naive and maybe, you know, borderline arrogant I was like I just decided I was going to be a coach and I was like man I'm going to have a job like <laughs> right. I didn't know that it was good yeah I was like someone's going to hire me uh, right and I remember you know putting applications out and I remember going um over 12 um didn't get a call back and I remember thinking like you would think that would like you know set back my confidence but I was like that's 12 schools that lost out on me like right. someone's going to say yes um, and my roommate, uh, in college and teammate, Chris Donaldson, who's an all American air sinus, uh, great wrestler. He was out at Heidelberg finishing up okay. with, uh, with coach Patrizzi. Um, okay. and he said, Hey, I know you're trying to get into coaching. Like, I think this would be a really good spot for you. Um, so, you know, I applied and coach Patrizzi, you know, brought me out and, um, you know, I really just, he, he offered me the job and I remember it was like, that was probably the happiest moment of my life, right. Getting that, getting that first job. I was so pumped and, yeah. um, you know, at that point, right. It was kind of like when my, I talked to my like little sister about like when she was getting asked to prom and stuff, she said yes to the first person that asked, cause she didn't know if another one was coming around. Like it was the same right. thing for me. Right. Like I, I wasn't, um, and coach Patrizzi, thankfully was just such a unbelievable mentor and just a great person and just run such a, a, a first-class program over there. Um, that's kind of how I got my feet wet and, um, yeah, just packed up and moved out to Tiffin, Ohio. Cool. I mean, like, yeah, you know, besides obviously Donaldson, you're not really familiar with the area at all. You don't really know much about the school. I mean, you were your sinus, so you didn't really compete against Heidelberg much. Um, no. So it was like a whole new world for you pretty much going out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I learned Ohio wrestling is pretty tough pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And, and the OAC is no joke for sure. Um, right. A lot, of, a lot of great programs out there. And, um, you know, it was a really good, it was a really good starting season. Right? It was a great group of guys. Uh, we took third in the OAC that year and, um, you know, push someone through to the national tournament. Tyler Hammock was a national qualifier for us. Uh, so it was just a really good experience all around. It was just around some really good people. And, 
that kind of cemented that like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I know, uh, coach Patrizzi really well, just, you know, Waynesburg and Heidelberg, you know, we cross paths a lot. We compete against each other a lot. I know he's a great guy. I know Heidelberg's always tough, you know, you know, they may yeah. not be the best, but whenever the a Heidelberg guy steps on the line, you're going to get their best. Like they're going to wrestle yeah. hard for seven minutes and, um, he's doing a really good job over there. Like you said, the OAC is a tough conference. The region they're in is tough. I mean, you were in it for yeah. Heidelberg and then Adrian. The central region is no joke. No. So, um, so no, yeah, I mean, l- lucky you. You know, you had two great mentors right off the bat, and then here you go. Yeah. You're about to get a third mentor. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with, you know, for graduate assistants, people that don't know, it's usually just two-year contracts. So yeah. after your two-year contract's up, you're kind of looking for full-time assistant jobs. Um, so kind of talk about that process, obviously, you know, as you're wrapping up your two year, uh, two year contract, now you're back in the same boat, you're applying and looking for places. So, and then, you know, you do wind up at Adrian, but talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So again, like I, I, you know, I had a two year contract, so I was really like planning on, you know, staying for two years and, um, but coaching is an unpredictable market, right? Like you never know when jobs are going to come open and, um, you know, a position opened at Adrian after my first year. And, um, I remember calling coach Rasich and, you know, Adrian had just come off like a two and eight year. Um, but I really saw the, the difference. So I was at the Adrian invite for sermon of the year with Heidelberg and then at the region tournament. And I saw some, some big improvement in a pretty short period of time. And I called coach Rasich and I said, Hey, I think I'm about applying for the job at Adrian. And he said, who's the head coach. And I said, Bill Shindell. And he was like, outside of working for me, that's the guy you want to work for. Um, so right. Like co- I took coach's word and applied and, you know, coach Shindell offered me the job and just really just unbelievable grateful for that opportunity. And, you know, went out to Adrian and in those, you know, three and a quarter years, um, you know, we were able to take a team that was two and 23, I think the first two years before to, you know, a top 20 team in the country. And it was, uh, it was just such an awesome experience. Yeah. The, uh, for people that don't know coach Schindel, he had a, a really good career at Mount union and then he was coaching at Mount union uh, for a little bit as well. And then now he's been the head coach at Adrian now for what, this is going to be his fifth year. Sixth year, sixth year. Yeah. Sixth, sixth year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, you know, exciting times over there. I mean, like you said, I mean, me and my brother were just looking over the roster. It's a big roster. You know, yeah. um, really big roster. You have some tough kids, uh, you know, some guys that seemed like they're coming back with their extra year for COVID. Uh, so the, their roster should be pretty tough. Um, and then you guys hosted regionals as well. Yeah. So yeah. kind of talk about that experience. Well, you know, it's never easy hosting a regional tournament. How did like that come about and uh, talk about that experience? Because I think you got you guys got two qualifiers after, for, uh, yeah. after you hosted. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome for, you know, obviously it's a lot of work on the, on the front end hosting a regional and, um, but to see, you know, Devin Pingle and Isaiah, they both qualified for third back to back in two absurd matches. Um, so that was just uh, yeah. absolutely Comple- electric. Completely absurd. Cause when I was, yeah, doing, it was a- <laughs> when I was doing scouting for, uh, for our heavyweight that made nationals, I watched yeah. that uh, third and fourth place match between, I believe it was the Mount Union kid. Yeah. And the, the yep. match was, it came down to the last ride out, I think. Right. Yeah. We got a reversal. We got a reversal with 30 seconds left. Our kind of like takedown was like one of those, like we got a quick escape kid tried to dive in on a leg and just quick yeah. go behind got uh, two. And 
right crowd went absurd and nuts um, yeah yeah and it was just we were really lucky at adrian with you know mike duffy our athletic director and, and president docking and frank rebar vp they pushed to host as much as possible so beyond the regional like we hosted the first uh first two girls state tournaments uh girls wrestling state tournaments at adrian and oh cool uh, we hosted the first women's ncaa national tournament uh i don't remember what the exact title was but they gave us yeah. some really cool opportunities like there was one stretch where it was yeah girls state tournament men's regional women's nationals bang 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 in a row um so it was it was a cool experience a lot of work but you know i think it was really sweet for our guys to kind of see what that experience was like but in our home gym uh, yeah. i think it made them perform a little bit better than they could sleep in their own bed you know the yeah or the night before no, obviously big regional yeah no yeah that's always a nice advantage whenever you can host the tournament and you're going for travel you're familiar with the area you, you know you know where like your workout area is kind of yeah. stuff like that so no, it's cool. And then, yeah, I mean, on the woman's side, is is uh, it's sanctioned in Michigan, the state? Um, I believe it's this year they just got sanctioned. Um, okay. Um, so, but they like they it was kind of like their lead in to um, you know getting to the getting to getting sanctioned. Um, it was like right. getting the state tournament rolling and showing the numbers were there and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, you know, as the as the sport continues to grow and. Women's wrestling is now getting so big. I mean, the big news, Iowa uh, has it now going to be one of the first power fives to have women's wrestling. And then uh, one of the powerhouses in Division Three, Warper, just added women's wrestling. I don't even know if you saw that. That was just released. Yeah, yeah released it's, it's great for the sport. So hopefully, you know, it just continues to grow. And, um, you know, I, I don't believe it's – I know uh, there's women's wrestling in New York. I don't think – I believe as a state it's sanctioned yet. I know New Jersey no. sanctioned. Yeah, but uh, um, hopefully, Jersey like, sanctioned. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. like, like the bigger states, like we talk about, New York, Jersey, Pennsylvania. If those states really can hop on and get that sanction for women's wrestling, I think you can see it as an NCA sanctioned sport here in about next ten years. I would say. Yeah. Well, they're they're emerging sport. Um. So I think they got to get to forty teams. I think to have a championship. Like, and um. So I mean, they're well on their way to doing so. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so that's, you know, great experiences for you overall on both men's and the female side. Um, and now, you know, with the, with those great mentors you have and all that experience who you are, you know, you're, now you're at St. John Fisher, like yeah. we were talking about, um, had, when you first got the job, were you familiar with the area or anything like that over there at all? Uh, no, not, I mean, I have um, probably more of my connections were downstate from like college teammates and things like that. Um, but you know, in doing my homework, you know, in the lead up process, right. Like you, you think about like section five wrestling, um, there's just so many good kids leaving every year, um, and, and going, and there's not necessarily as many opportunities in state. So, or Mm -hmm. close to home. Right. So, um, you know, to give kids the opportunity to stay closer to home, to get a great education. Um, it was just, it was really attractive, um, you know, to me, um, and I think, and, you know, the amount of emails I've gotten from, you know, high school coaches in the area and their excitement to to bring wrestling back to, you know, kind of to Fisher and kind of this area, um, again, with, you know, RIT and Brockport pretty close, like to have some other options for kids is, is awesome. Yeah. And section, yeah, section five has really become a big powerhouse in New York. Uh, me and my brother, we're from section 11, obviously Suffolk County on Long Island. Uh, that's where we yeah. did our high school wrestling. And that was like the power. A lot of people don't know, but New York state championships, 
they actually do like a section team title. Yeah. And, and like, it, like then like a program team title as well too. And section 11 was like on a crazy run. And I'm pretty sure section five has like taken that over. Obviously that Hilt, uh, Hilton high school has done a yeah. great job. They're um, insane. They're insane. They're, they're insane. really good. Maybe you can yeah. get some of the, the Prez brothers to go to St. John Fish instead of Binghamton. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, hey, the door's open, right? Yeah. But they're filling that Binghamton roster really well. Um, obviously, they're pretty good. Great family. I'll see Yanni and his brother up at Cornell now, uh, Greg. Um, but yeah, that Hilton has done a great job. And But Section 5, is there, is there some like big clubs in that area that have, have helped elevate that, that uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure about. I'm just curious. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like there's a few for sure. And um, you know, it seems like just the high school coaches are just doing an unbelievable job, right? Like your Hilton's your Penfield's like there's, there's just some awesome programs that are just producing high level kids each year. Um, so it's, it's that. super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And um, you know, uh, you know, before we kind of get, uh, wrap this up and kind of get towards the end, I mean, obviously you had a lot of mentors um, throughout your career and uh, you're, you're taking this step now as, as, as a head coach and it's a little bit different to wear that hat than, you know, being an assistant coach. What's up, what's, you know, obviously there's a ton of takeaways you took, but what's two big things that you learned from, from those mentors that you, you want to take into your, your coaching career? Yeah. Um, well, the one thing like for first and foremost, like coach and he's just an unbelievable CEO of a program, right? Like, you know, you would think he was, you know, running a small business, right. The way that he operates and he's just so good at managing all those different hats. Um, and I think being able to like understand and put yourself in a mindset that, you know, when you're in recruiting mode or fundraising mode or, you know, those, those building relationships with your team, they're all completely different. Um, and kind of connecting those all together and how you weave it into one cohesive kind of organization, I think is huge. Um, and then, you know, from coach Rasich, I really just, you know, when you saw him around campus and in the community, he was just such an unbelievable, you know, representative of the program. Like he was such, or sinus college wrestling was synonymous with him and, and just how he treated everyone from, you know, the president of the university all the way down to, you know, the lunch ladies, right? Like he knew everybody, they all had t-shirts, right? Like, yeah. Um, and, and I think that when you build that campus community, um, it's super important that like when you're the face of the program to build those relationships and, you know, really just make it, make it such a tight knit community. Very cool. And, um, what's, uh, what's uh, going to be like your, your secondary role within the athletic department? What's, what's the details there? Uh, yeah. So, you know, obviously like full-time head wrestling coach and then just secondary duties, just helping out. Uh, I think I'm doing like baseball and, um, baseball and softball, helping out with like running their home games and things like that. Like game managing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Game day management type stuff. Cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Very nice. And, uh, you know, we, we always like to wrap it up, especially people that were student athletes in division three and coaching it you know, to just talk about their experiences and, and how it's helped develop them into, you know, who they are today. So we'll give you, give you the, you know, give you the floor here to kind of talk about what division three wrestling has done for you. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I think it, it, it's really shaped me now as, as, as a head coach, like, right. Like we've had some recruits on campus and, you know, the first thing I tell everybody is, you know, my goal is I just, I want you to have an unbelievable experience. Cause like when I look back at my college years, they were some of the best years of my life not just because of the wrestling side of things, but because I just formed some unbelievable relationships and lifelong friendships with everyone from coaches down to, you know, teammates, people in the campus community. 
and it really gave me the opportunity to, to put me in a position to be successful and obviously take the things I learned in the college wrestling room and apply it to my everyday life. And I think that's helped me so much, but it also put me in a position that I could be, you know, passionate about wrestling, but still set myself up for that next chapter. And for everyone, it's not going to be coaching college wrestling, right? That was our passion and we followed it. But I really think like the college wrestling room and the division three setting puts you in a position that you could be the best in business, you know, doctor, lawyer, teacher, whatever it may be, right. It, it puts you in a position to be successful in the next chapter of your life. And I think that experience as a whole is, is something I'll take with me for my, my entire life. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for, um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's, I can't say enough about it. Amazing. Yeah. Could, uh, couldn't say it better ourselves. You know, we, we always like to hear, um, you know, that feedback from everyone and I'll say everyone's always just so, you know, so pleased with their division three wrestling experience. And like G and I say, it, it really is. It's a, it's a great lifestyle. Um, it's a, it's a great way to continue your wrestling career and get a great education and, uh, you know, meet, meet people that you're going to know the rest of your lives and build relationships and networking for the rest of your lives. And, uh, you know, before we, uh, you know, conclude, is there anywhere uh, that people can start following St. John Fisher, you guys on social media yet or anything like that? Yeah. So Fisher wrestling on Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter are on the, on the docket for, for after this. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just got, just got one. It's been a busy, uh, busy, busy first week, but yeah. So yeah. that's, we'll, we'll be on this be Fisher wrestling for everything. And um, you know, I just want, I just appreciate you guys having me on. And, you know, I think as coaches, we talk a lot about, you know, bettering the sport and kind of leaving it in a better place than, than when we found it. And I appreciate you guys for doing this and, you know, putting, continuing to, you know, put division three wrestling on the map, whether it's, you know, Anthony doing the rankings and, and this stuff, I think just the more exposure the sport has, it's going to be in such a better place when, when our careers, you know, are over and uh, you know, the sport moves on. Definitely. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I appreciate the con words as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, you know, you're starting a program. So uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fine line between like, Rome wasn't built in the day. So like, yeah. you know, we're going to, we're going to build it and like, we're going to be a top 25 team in the country and we're going to do it the right way. But at the same time, every day, there's a, there's a sense of urgency. Like I got to get yeah. it done. Yeah, right. Now. Sure. So it's, it's, it's a weird balance between the two, but we're, we're figuring it out little by little. Awesome, sure. man. Well, well, best of luck to you. Yeah. Best of luck, man. And uh, we'll be in touch for sure. Hey, appreciate it guys.